0: Hey, welcome to Godly Journal Talk, where we have a good heart-to-heart discussion on what's like walking out this walk with Christ. My name is Lori, and I'll be your cheerleader on this journey. Hey family, what's poppin'? It's been a while, I know, on the Godly Journal Talk that I haven't even come in, but today, this morning, well... In my own personal devotion. I felt the Lord telling me to talk about this. Honestly, I don't know. I don't have anything to talk about. As in, there's nothing that I have in terms of, you know, extensive notes. It's just, I should talk about this today. So, if you have your Bibles anywhere near you or on your phone, you can turn to Revelation 9. And the highlight scripture was Revelation 9 verse 10. But let's read from... The first section or the first verse of Revelation nine: The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that, f- that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. He opened the abyss, and smoke rose from it like like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and the skies were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth, came down on the earth, and were given power like that of the scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And the agony they suffer suffered, were like that of the stings of a scorpion when it strikes. During those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like woman's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron and the sounds of their wings were like were like the rush the thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. Verse 10. They had the tails, they had tails with stingers like scorpions and in their tails they had the power to torment people for 5 months. Let's go to 11. They had a king over them, the angel of the abyss whose name is in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, that is, destroyer. That is, destroyer. My God. Revelation 9. Wow. I don't know what the Lord wanted to say in this, but I was told to record this and put it on. And in the notes, I have the three points that I had highlighted from verse 10 is the rushing, the sound of their, of the horses were like rushing, you know, horses. The sound of the their wings were like the rushing of horses into battle, you know, that that. The tail of the stingers are like scorpions. And the tail is where they had the power to harm people for five months. Father... Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for giving us revelation and what it is you want to talk to us about today. Talk to us, myself included today. Father, I surrender all, all of me as a vessel to be used to say what you need me to say and to do what you need me to do. Father, right now, every person who is listening to this message podcast, whatever this is, God, that they will be open to receive the words that you're speaking to them, not just, not carnally, but spiritually, so that they may understand what you're trying to say to them in this time. I don't know who this is for, but I pray that whoever is supposed to receive whatever word that you're supposed to receive from it, I pray, Lord God, that it will give them hope, it will give them a further understanding of the God they serve, and it give them, I don't know, enlightenment, understanding revelation God and how to move forward with everything that you've designed for them or destined for them have your way Jesus in Jesus name I pray amen while I was praying something jumped out to me jumped out at me and it's verse four the seal of God on their foreheads I guess I'm just remembering um Deuteronomy when Deuteronomy when when God gave them, you know, instructions um, in how to, you know, write the the law of the Lord on them. You know, well, in Jamaica, we used to dedicate babies, and we used to read Deuteronomy six. Let me go back to it. It says, "Hear, Israel: The Lord our God is the one Lord." I say, here it is every Sunday or almost every Sunday, at least two times a month, at least two times a month. I want to read the King James version because that's. That's the one I remember. That's King James Version. That's Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hands, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. That part. Verse, that's that's um, Deuteronomy 6, verse 8. Let me read that in uh, NIV version. Verse 8 says, Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on f- on your forehead. Hmm. hmm. I don't know, for some reason that jumped out to me. The idea of the seal of God on their forehead is what's going to protect people. or the, Those selected by God through that 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 first woe. Because this is not even a seal. I think we've already gone through the seven seals. I think this is on the seventh seal when you have two woes. I might be wrong. And just, you know, that just hit me. That just, you know, God has brought it back to me in terms of here's it here's what i hear god will protect you throughout any woe that this world is gonna go through and this world is gonna face some serious woes because god is not a man that he should lie nor is he a man that he change his mind like that yes the scripture mentioned that you know, Lord changed His mind, blah, blah, blah. but it was always his intent. His intent to do whatever He sets out to do. He just allowed us to be a part of the decision making. But ultimately, God can't lie. That's I think that's one thing I I used to say. That's one thing God cannot do. He cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. He's light and there's no shadow in Him. You know what I mean? And lying is anti. Well, to me, lying is anti-truth or truth by omission. It's also creating deceit. But um yeah, I just went off a <laughs> tangent there. Nonetheless, just thinking about that, what I heard is it does not matter what the world faces. Once you have the seal of God on your forehead, the same way the children of Israel were sealed when the angel of death was pass- passing through Egypt, the last plague that was given, once you are sealed by God, no harm can come to you. And if any harm does come to you, it was allowed by God for a purpose. And as long as you were living for God or you love the Lord, all things, good, bad, indifferent, work together for them who love the Lord and who are called, excuse me, who are called according to his purpose, not your purposes. But let's go back to Revelation 9, verse 10. I think Revelation is a pretty cool. I mean, once you've gotten over, I can't say I was afraid of, I probably was afraid of Revelation when I was a child. It was one of the chapters of the Bible I did not read. But I remember in Sunday school, there was a whole like season or a couple years where that was a focus. We were dealing with Revelation and we went through each book of the Bible, each book of Revelation. And I won't say we go through it with a fine comb, but then I became more aware of what Revelation said, and then I got fascinated with the things that happens in Revelation. I've always been fascinated by, there's a course that they teach at my old church, ABC Advanced Bible College, it's called Demon on the Occult. I've always been fascinated about the spiritual realm. It's always something that fascinates me. And I'm saying that sounds redundant, but nevertheless, when I read Revelation, it just, there was this like intrigue about what is to happen. Initially, there was a fear and that fear came because I was definitely, as a child at that point in my life, I was not obedient to God (laughs) at all. I mean, good little Christian girl in quotations. Nonetheless, I was sinning and very religious. But um, growing up now and God, you know, finally being obedient to God after running away from what God has been telling me to do for years, I am fascinated by the things that are gonna happen at the same time. The people who are gonna face this backlash or to face the wrath of God in this manner, wow that's just wow i think christendom has painted god to be a hippie ever-loving kind of god oh jesus gentle meek and mild kind of a thing won't smash an ant's kind of a thing and i'm like what god of the bible are you reading like yes he's merciful but god has wrath as well as he has mercy Look how he allowed Jesus to experience all that just for our salvation. Jesus was crushed. You know what I mean? He was unidentifiable when they were finished with him. I don't think any of the movies that we have or the depiction or imagery that we have now in the modern day society depicted what Jesus really looked like on the cross. You know, I think I remember hearing up. Uh, and I remember there's a preacher, I don't remember who I hear, that says in the movies we see him covering, into his genitalia is covering, but more than likely in history, that was left open because embarrassment is also a part of, you know, the whole punishment of being crucified. You have, you're nothing, if you're nothing but a piece of steak or a piece of meat or just not even worth anything on a cross, you're cursed. Cursed is um, the person who dies on a cross. I think that's what the scripture said. I may be wrong. Nonetheless. What really hit me as well is the time span of the torture. Five months. And what, what stood out to me as well is people will long to die. It would have been a desire. I'd rather die than face this level of torment. I would rather die, but then death will elude them. So it's not even like the angel of death for The angel of death won't even be there. They won't be. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Wow. You know, for five months, the name of their king is destroyer. He came to destroy, to harm the people on the earth. Wow, and if this is this is telling of things that are hard to come. I don't know if Christians are going to if the rapture is before or after, I'm not sure. But um at the end of the day, this is this is a this is a must. This has to happen because the word of God stated that it will. Nonetheless, even in the midst of it's another thing, thank you Lord. Even in the midst of all hell breaking loose, there's still hope. There's still grace. God says those who are his will not be hurt. Like turmoil is happening. Torment is happening. People want to die and cannot die. You're hiding from these things. But these locusts and their locust is interesting because they're not this oversized big, I mean, alien looking thing that is coming to crush you. No, they're small. Like mosquitoes for anybody who lives in the tropics where i'm from mosquitoes and i don't even know if you can kill one because it says it has breastplates right like let's go it says in the description of these locuses it says here ah verse seven on their head they wore something like crowns of gold their faces resembled human faces their hair was like human women's hair and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings were like thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. But the power lies in their tails and in their tails they will sting people they will sting them and give them the turmoil and the torment and the pain and the suffering that normally comes from a scorpion's skin. I've never been stung by a scorpion before. I don't know if anyone has been and lives to tell the tale. I'm pretty sure probably someone has. But I would imagine that that process is not something that is favorable. Wow. Favorable, Lord. Thank you that even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of pain and suffering you still give us hope from day one from in genesis when you were issuing out the logical consequences of adam and eve's disobedience you still gave hope where you gave her in a prophecy that her her seed will crush the serpent's head and the serpent will bruise his heel there's always hope attached to it yes god is ever loving but you have to also understand that god is just and justice must be served. He is king. He is Lord. His word is a decree. There is no going back on anything he says. Once spoken, it must accomplish what it set out to do. It has to return to him with accomplishing what it has been sent to do. Nonetheless, I think a lot of people have lost the fear of God. I even talked to myself and I, I was like, "Lori, do you genuinely fear God?" I think this came up a year or so in my connect group at church, or after like lunch talk or something like that, where we asked the question, "Do you genuinely fear God?" People said the fear that they were referring to was a fear of you know reverencing God and. I agree to some extent, but there's also the actual fear and trembling. The Bible says, work out your your salvation with fear and trembling. Fear with reverence, yes, but tremble as well, because I don't think we fully understand the concept of God. Like, we know God is all-powerful. We know God is superior. We know God is the creator. All these things, but we cannot fathom. The power, the magnitude of the the magnitude of his power. We can't fathom it, and because we've lived in such a timeline where we don't see the immediate effect of God's wrath, we don't know. Like the children of Israel when they went to Mount Sinai and God came down and there was thunder and blah 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 and the whole theatrics. Yeah, fear struck it right there, you know. But we don't experience God in that manner like that. Well, not everyone. Probably some people do. And we, we've gotten spoiled and comfortable and thinking, oh, God, show yourself to me if you want to prove that you're a God. Who are you? Like, it's as if an ant shouting at you, a human being, like, prove yourself to me that you're in charge of me. You just crush it, right? But God doesn't even do that because it's beneath him he doesn't have to do creation itself would prove you know what i mean So it's i don't know i had to ask myself do i truly fear god and i need to develop that healthy fear of the lord healthy fear i think humans had a fear of god because back in the governmental system that they initially have before democracy democracy or whatever that word is came in where you had kings ruling there was healthy fear of the king. You could have hated this man, Guts. But if he is king, you have to respect him. And because of that, and because of what people are used to and that kind of environment, it reflected on the concept of God. We realized, oh, if I fear my earthly king, how much more so would I fear God, the creator of the universe, the king of all kings? But because we've got democratic and diplomatic in in our government and we feel like, okay, this and that and everything. Everybody has a right for this and a right for that and all these things. And I'm not saying you don't have rights. But in terms of what God decrees, your right is nothing. God decrees, God decree. God said to you, get up and wash these clothes today. I'm just using some random... I mean... You you have autonomy to wash your own clothes, but God says to you, get up and feed the poor. Get up and feed the poor. You know what I mean? Don't make excuses because you're never going to be at rest unless you do what God says to do. And he would, He those he loves, he chastens. So you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel very uncomfortable. Things might not be going your way because you're going contrary to what he says. And that is if he even puts up with you, his patience puts up with you, you know, and you tantrums like a child. For we are children. You know what I find funny now? Recently, because I am teaching, how old are my kids? I'm a kindergarten school teacher. Me, Lorian, a kindergarten school teacher. I would never even think that I would teach that age group because I'm a trained adolescent and teen, teen and adolescent teacher and adult teacher as well. So, I my age group is from, what, 16 up, right, trained, and I didn't even expect to teach babies. Mark, you have always liked babies. I've loved them from a child, because I used to be teaching in Sunday school, I think from as early as I was 12 with my mom at the church I used to attend to growing up, but I never expected to come in adulthood, and uh, as a job, I wouldn't say career, but a job, for the time being, teaching five and six-year-olds, and just looking through, and teaching them, and sometimes I get annoyed, sometimes I'm like, what, what, what What goes through your head, why do you even do that, like, are you even thinking, like, my patience gets tried, and sometimes I realize, "Mm, babies, they do whatever they do, they're just kids, and I just notice certain patterns with them. And I come home and it's like the Holy Spirit pricked me and said, hey, these things that you recognize in, say the child's name is John, these things you recognize in John is the same things that you're doing when it comes down to things I tell you to do. And I'm like, Lord, I'm recognizing that the traits of my students, I very much have them. I am no different than my students. And I start laughing, I'm like, God forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for being hard headed. Forgive me for being overzealous with like no real direction. <laughs> like some of my babies is too much energy. Forgive me for feeling like I know it all and jump the gun and go ahead and do something without listening to instructions so that I can get it done right and get it done. Run- correct get it done right the first time instead of having to do the thing all over again as some of my kids would do because they think oh I'm so smart and clever I know exactly what it is I need to do so they go ahead and do it and they do the wrong thing in their pridefulness I do the same thing too and I'm just laughing to myself I was like wow god you are patient with me I am no different than my babies at all absolutely no different and it's humbling it's definitely humbling Because it does remind me that I need to have the posture of a child. When they ask who's the greatest. When they ask Jesus who's the greatest in his kingdom. And he said the child. The child is. Because the truth is we are all children. We're sheep. Sheep are not the smartest set of animals. They do silly things all the time. You know and I for sure do silly things all the time. Thinking I'm wise in my own estimation. Silly. You know. i wonder if i sometimes i have to check myself and say yo lori do you truly fear god no seriously yes he's your father and yes there are seasons where god was like you you feel like god was your man you feel that way you feel like you were like you know god was your god is your everything but it was like a different feeling and there was phases where god was like your brother Definitely God was your savior and now there's a phase. I'm going to the phase where God is literally my father. So he's pruning me, he's correcting me, shaping me up, you know, raising me up or whatever. But have I lost it? The healthy fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Lord, help me never, Lord, help me never to lose the fear of you. Absolutely not. I can never live. That's crazy, right? I could never live if I if I don't fear God. What's the point? I'd have lost my mind. Absolutely. Nevertheless, I I hope that this is what the Lord wanted me to share with you, out of my own ramblings, Revelation nine. When you have the time, you should read Revelation. I mean, things that are happening in the world now. It's akin to what Revelation is saying, or Revelation said, because this was written hundreds of years ago by John. It's akin to it. You know, you recognize the similarities of the times with what was mentioned here. Not only in Revelation, but when Jesus was talking about the signs of the time and when Isaiah spoke about it. And even when Daniel spoke about it. The prophets have spoken about this from times past, you know it's amazing just to see it you know come to play and maybe it don't come in my generation maybe it comes in my children's generation if the lord tarries or whatever but nonetheless this is gonna happen but there's hope in that the lord will mark those who are his and they will not be harmed so here's the thing now here's a key part will you be his because the truth is it is not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance but the fact is, people have autonomy, although I think it was Isaiah that says people really don't have a choice, but people have autonomy. It's not for man to direct his steps, something like that. I think I read it. It's Isaiah 23 verse 10, or was it Jeremiah 23 verse 10? Let me go check. Isaiah, where are you? I don't want to be wrong. Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 23 10. You know what? Isaiah twenty three ten. Let me check. I could be wrong though. What is ten twenty three? Oh my gosh! Goodness gracious! No. So let's see if it's twenty three ten. No. It's talking about the daughters of Nile remember, or is it Jeremiah? Look at me. Laura, you're a Bible quiz student. How do you forget these things? haven't done quiz in years. Ah, it was Jeremiah 10, 23. So I had the numbers right. I just had the book wrong. Oh, no. So Jeremiah 10, 23. And Jeremiah says, "Lord, right, Let me go King James. Oh, Lord, I know the way of a man is not... In himself. It is not in man that walketh it that walketh to direct his steps. In other words, in NIV, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. Who? It is not for them to direct their steps. It's not for you to direct your steps, but God gives you the option to try. At the end of the day, something is directing you. Will it be God? Or would it be the enemy or would it be your flesh? Something is directing your steps. You know? Jeremiah's Jeremiah 10, verse 23. I I sometimes I think when I first found this, it was in a in a um devotional a sister of mine gave to me. I think it was Growing in the Faith by Kingdom Sanctuary. Don't remember. I can find the book and talk to y'all later about that. But that last part of Jeremiah 10. 10 verse 23 it is not for man to direct his steps that part oh humbling humbling i just make it run wild until you tired out yourself and it's like all right you ready now to listen to what i have to say you have to listen to what i have to say you know i've always said this I've always said this. I think as a young person, I always said it. If anybody is supposed to get anything in the world that they want at any time that they want it, it's God. He has the power. He has the power. It's God. If anyone in this entire universe, time, time, eternity, whatever you want to say, can get anything they want, it's God. You know? So I hope guys points to take away is when you're marked or sealed by god you're protected even when the world is coming down around you you are protected second is do not lose the fear of god don't think in your own estimation and in your own power that you can do anything you can't you can't there's nothing you can't you can't even fight demons evil spirits You can't even control your own flesh sometimes if you're not careful. If you're not, you know, subjecting it unto God, you can't control yourself. So don't even try and think. And to remember Jeremiah 10 verse 23. That people's lives aren't their own. And it's not for them to direct their steps. The Lord gave us his word. You know? Psalms... Psalms 118, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, that's a song I used to hear a lot on TBC radio, and a light unto my path, I was reading also, yes, Psalms 19 also said that, Psalms 19 verse 7 to 11, let me go get that for y'all, Psalms 18, where are you, here, sorry for my hot, my, my crappy falsetto voice. anywho psalms 19 verse 7 to 11 says the law of the lord is perfect okay come on bbq days bible quiz i remember this the law of the lord is perfect refreshing let me go Sorry, let me go to King James Version. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The com- commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord is our true and righteous altogether. Anybody who did UPC Bible quiz, y'all know that scripture. Y'all know that scripture. That was in the diet we had to study years ago. Ah, fun days. Anyways, let's go over that. In NIV, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The prefix, of the prefect the pre. What am I saying? Prefix. The precepts of the Lord is right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant giving light to the eyes the fear of the lord is pure enduring forever and the decree of the lord are firm and all of them are righteous remembering all these things i think psalms 119 talked about what the word of the lord is to you it's a light It opens your mind. It gives you wisdom. Gives you understanding. Once you humble yourself before God. Once you, I don't know, get rid of the fluff, get rid of the excess, the drama, and you just be who you are before him and be honest to where you are with him, you'd be surprised the places he takes you. That's all he wants, you know. Don't pretend. Don't pretend like you have it all together. Don't pretend like everything is okay. Don't pretend. No, 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 no. Surrender to him. And surrender to what his word says. You know, once you are his, nothing can touch you. Another thing that hit me is the, the time the time slot for, or the timeline for, the torture it shows me that's a season. There's a season. Or that level of persecution not or that level of torment, it only lasts for a while, but even in that time doesn't matter how long it may last. No one likes pain and people want to die and they can't. I don't even want to imagine what what that feels like so yeah, I think that's about wrapped up everything I think God is saying that I should say on this podcast i hope that this was a blessing to you i hope that whatever i said sparks you to go and talk to the father to gain more understanding and knowledge because i by no means want to say that i have anything or know anything i don't i'm learning as i go and i felt like i was share as i as i you know get closer to god in this way Fan be blessed much love bye